Hello, and welcome to Trending Peoria. I'm your host and proud Peoria Unified alumna, Sarah Meredith, and I'm so eager to take you on this journey as we learn more about the importance of public education and the amazing work our staff do every day to ensure every student is prepared to not only meet tomorrow, but to help shape it as well. What's currently trending in Peoria Unified are support staff. Like many school districts around the country, we are experiencing a shortage in support staff in a variety of roles. While these positions are often overlooked, so many of them are the reason our schools are able to provide the services that they do. Today, I am joined by our Chief Operations and Technology Officer, John Gay, to discuss the different support staff we have here in Peoria Unified and the roles they play in serving our students. Later in the episode, I am joined by Christina Sosa, a facilitator from KidZone, who's going to talk a little bit about her role as a support staff and why she finds that work so rewarding. If you are interested in becoming a support staff member here in Peoria Unified, or if you know any highly qualified individuals with a passion for kids, please direct them to jobs.peoriaunified.org. Welcome back, John. Last time we had you here, we discussed our strategic plan and some of the work you help in that area to kind of lead and steer our district. But today we're going to talk a little bit different and talk about your role as our chief of operations and technology. I know with that job, you oversee many departments that do many different services for us here in Peoria Unified. Can you start by sharing a little bit about the departments you helped to oversee? Well, of course, and uh, thanks, Sarah, for having me on this morning. I appreciate it. Uh, it's it's quite a um, wide range of uh, departments that I uh, have as my responsibility, and let me just touch on each of them briefly. Um, the first one is our information management and technology department. Uh, most people think of it as IT, and basically we have three major um, groups within that department uh, that perform vital services uh, for the district across the board. One of those is our network operations department and they provide all of our IT infrastructure. So the network and uh, all the devices, laptops, desktops, uh, you know, all of our email and servers. And, and of course, uh, very, very importantly, they provide our uh, cybersecurity protection as well. Uh, the second group there is our information systems group. And uh, that team manages all of our major, what we call mission critical software applications. So our student information system and our, our uh, uh, finance and accounting and payroll and HR systems and various systems of that nature, along with uh, a lot of uh, work that goes into making sure that all those systems can share data uh, amongst them appropriately. And that includes uh, uh, very importantly includes the sharing of data with uh, all of our teachers and our instructional software applications as well so that uh, our teachers can have immediate access to the students that are in their classes and the work that they're doing and that those students can have access to those instructional applications. Uh, and then finally within the area of IT, uh, certainly uh, not least at all, is our education technology services and training team. It's a small team of a director and three trainers, and they provide uh, certainly all of the uh, uh, education services uh, training and professional development to our teachers, our administrators, and other staff. Uh, they also provide uh, what you would think of as non-academic 
software and services training for uh, our team as well. They keep our uh, internet, uh, uh, I should say our intranet uh, staff portal uh, operating and, and uh, working properly. And they provide first level help desk support for our uh, teacher gradebook system as well. So uh, a, a huge responsibilities there. Then moving on to the operations part of my job, there are three major departments uh, that I uh, supervise there. And the first one is uh, the area of facilities. There's actually a department as well as a, an additional role. The role is facilities master planning. I work closely with our research uh, director, Mr. Mike Moss, uh, uh, on the subject of planning our facilities over time. So that involves a lot of uh, uh, detailed data analysis and about de demographic shifts and uh, uh, facility uh, capacity. It includes the topic of uh, open enrollment uh, applications, for example. And then the department is the facilities maintenance department. And that team is responsible for all things having to do with keeping our facilities safe, uh, and operational and in good repair. So that includes uh, ensuring that our grounds are taken care of, the fields are mown and the, uh, the trees are trimmed and all those things that, that take place to make our facilities look good and uh, stay healthy. And they of course take care of the buildings themselves. So the uh, minor repairs, everything from minor repairs, uh, keeping the carpets uh, taken care of and the bathrooms uh, functional and all those things, all the way up to the major work that keeps those facilities safe uh, and healthy. So our, uh, our uh, air conditioning and heating systems, the roofs and uh, all those things that uh, um, we, we tend, unfortunately, to take for granted uh, because it, they always work, but, uh, but are very, very important for us to maintain. And so uh, moving on then, the, the next department is a very, very important department called food services. And that department is responsible for creating and uh, delivering all of the meals that our students consume every day, millions and millions of meals every single year. And that's everything from the breakfast that our students receive when they come to school in the morning, those that uh, are in that program, as well as the lunches that our students are, have available to them every single day. Of course, during the pandemic, uh, that uh, was especially difficult uh, when we were uh, uh, conducting instruction remotely, uh, the, our food services team continued to provide meals to students and families from trucks uh, uh, where the families could just simply pull up and get those meals. So they do an amazing amount of work uh, and deliver an incredible amount of nutrition for a, for a, a, a very, very excellent cost structure. And then finally, uh, none of this happens at all. The teaching and learning does not happen at all if the students can't get to school. And so our transportation department uh, is the department that makes sure that our students are transported uh, safely and on time every day from uh, bus stops throughout the uh, district boundaries to the schools and then again home in the afternoon. But beyond that, uh, there it doesn't stop with just those two. They, they uh, provide uh, bus service throughout the district during the day. For example, when there's eighth grade students that need to go to a to a, to a high school to take a high school algebra class, 
or students that are going from one high school to attend classes with our uh, Met Academy, for example, uh, and on and on and on. So there's those um, things that happen during the day. And then finally, uh, in the afternoons and evenings, when we have field trips and um, uh, athletic events and uh, attendance at a, a variety of other after school activities. So the transportation department just logs millions of miles every year transporting our students. That's been really challenging uh, as we uh, continue through this difficult uh, economic situation that we have, uh, not, not just locally, but nationwide. It's been difficult to uh, keep uh, a sufficient number of bus drivers on board to make that happen. But anyway, that's, uh, that's kind of a, a quick run through of all the departments and uh, all in all, it totals up to well over 400 uh, uh, staff uh, to make all those things happen. That is a lot of departments. It's a lot of employees and it's uh, like kind of easy way to summarize what you oversee and all the departments you help support. They are all of the things that go on at our schools every day to make sure our schools are safe, welcoming, clean, that our students are able to learn in a safe way in a safe environment that just a lot of times go unnoticed, but are really integral to our us achieving our mission. Um, I know you brought up that we are having a slight bus driver shortage like most um, school districts throughout the state and the country right now. And I know also that doesn't just um, relate to our bus drivers, it's support staff and teachers like throughout and that's just part of this great recession or not recession resignation we're seeing um can you share what some of the consequences we are seeing of this shortage especially with our bus drivers yeah certainly and, and it really is across the board with all of our support staff um and it's it's truly amazing it's uh, of course it's it's always difficult for school districts to uh, uh, maintain competitive uh, salaries and uh, hourly wages and things like that. And, and everybody knows that, but it's been particularly difficult recently with the uh, kind of strange ups and downs of the economy that we're facing nationwide. So we have shortages uh, everywhere from our uh, IT department, for example. Um, our uh, network technicians are constantly being recruited by other organizations that can pay them a lot more. And so we, we end up having a fair high degree of turnover there, but we're doing reasonably well. Uh, in food services, uh, for example, they, they're struggling to make sure that our cafeteria worker, our cafeterias are fully staffed and uh, the people that are actually preparing the food are able to do that. Uh, and then certainly, well, I mentioned uh, one of the important tasks that the facilities people do is to keep the grounds in good shape. That's been enormously challenging this year. When we uh, went to start the school year, we, we knew that we were uh, way understaffed uh, in terms of our groundskeepers. And so for the first time in anybody's memory, we had to start school with some of our some of our uh, grass not completely mowed. And of course it was made worse by we, the, the rainy summer season we had. So our grass was high and the mosquitoes were thriving and all that. So it was difficult to get those grounds in good shape and to make sure that students can be out on the fields and not getting bitten and, and tripping over high grass and things of that nature. So that, that has been an ongoing problem. But I, I certainly, as you alluded earlier in your question, uh, it, it's nowhere has the shortage been more acutely felt, not just by our own teams, but by directly by our students and their families, as in the area of transportation. We we have um, 
uh, authorization for roughly 125 bus drivers to man all of uh, the routes that we have that run throughout the district. And uh, we're currently um, down about 37 bus drivers. And so that's made it enormously difficult to, uh, uh, to keep those routes running. And in fact, in recent weeks, we've actually had to, again, for the first time in, in people's memory, uh, cancel routes. Uh, and that's put an enormous burden on our, our families. Uh, we certainly know as well as the schools that are trying to make sure that they can get every student to uh, into their buildings and home safely at night. So we've had to double uh, and triple um, run, uh, create double and triple runs for our bus drivers, which uh, they do. And they, they, they're just absolute troopers at getting this done. Uh, but it's, it's placing an enormous burden and strain on them as, the, as, we, uh, as our buses are filled, uh, filled to capacity, uh, which uh, it can create difficult circumstances for, uh, for, uh, for our bus drivers as well as the students. And as a result of uh, all those double and, and triple runs, we've experienced a number of of uh, uh, late deliveries of our students to school in the morning. So they're, they're missing some instruction as well as late getting those students back home in the evening. And so uh, that combined with the fact that as I described just a moment ago that we've had, actually had to close or cancel some bus routes, thankfully only for uh, one or two uh, days at a time so far, uh, but it's, it's become uh, enormously difficult. So it has been a challenge. Uh, like I said, the bus drivers have been amazing. Uh, all of the supervisors, all of the front office staff of the transportation department, every one of them is out driving buses as well. So not just our drivers. And then of course our bus assistants who are also in that same category and who, who are, are there to make sure that uh, the students stay safe on the buses. Uh, they have, uh, we have struggled to keep enough of them uh, available to us as well. So it, it's been quite difficult, but I wanna point out as the last comment uh, in response to that question, I wanna reach, uh, give a shout out to our families who have been absolutely wonderful at responding to the uh, cancellations that we've had to do. We know what, it's, what a burden it's been on them and we, we deeply appreciate how supportive they've been. Definitely, and I think um, it's reassuring to hear definitely that there are so many things being done um, by the transportation department and by departments throughout the district to try to make sure that those effects aren't felt as greatly as they could be otherwise. So those double and triple runs, while they may be inconvenient because you're getting your student home later in the day, those are the big changes and things we're having to do. So at least they're able to still be transported to school and get that full day of learning in any way that they can. Um, and I know you've talked a little bit in your last response about some of the things we are doing to lessen the impact of it. Is there anything else we're doing to try to increase our recruiting efforts to get 37 more bus drivers or to just kind of change how we're doing or retain our bus drivers that we do have? Is there any changes that we're seeing with that? Oh, well, yes, indeed. We're, we're really doing uh, many, many things. And I, I should point out that, and this is kind of an obvious question people asked, have we reached out to charter bus companies and other companies that provide bus services to help? And we, we certainly have. And I I bring that up, uh, and we certainly are using charters uh, extensively uh, for our um, uh, athletic events and, and other evening transportation requirements. But I have to tell you that they are experiencing the same shortages that we are. And so we are already receiving 
notice from some of our charter companies that they can't uh, they can cannot support some of our requests. So it's it's an acute problem for sure that's affecting everyone. But you mentioned or you asked about recruiting and retention and all that. We we certainly have been doing that. And I, I want to point out also and recognize uh, the efforts of the district, not just right now, but in recent years. Over the past several years, uh, our our uh, uh, chief financial officer, and of course, with the support of the superintendent and the governing board, we've been able to um, uh, increase the pay of our support staff uh, pretty generously over the past several years. Now, uh, of course, we're doing that while we're while we're trying to keep up with inflation and all those additional costs that that our our classified staff are experiencing. But there have been a number of pay increases that have helped with that. Now, that said, uh, we're currently working on a number of things to uh, get our, our hourly classified staff compensation levels to more competitive, uh, well, more competitive levels. Because we're direct, I mean, we, we, like, we don't like to think that we compete with our fellow school districts, but the fact is that um, uh, when, when those uh, rates uh, are raised by some of our uh, uh, local school districts in the local area that makes that puts competitive pressure on us to do the same thing. And so we are working right now on a plan to do just that to create a permanent increase uh, to our classified staff uh, uh, hourly wages, certainly including bus drivers, but also the rest of our classified staff as well. Recently, I should add, uh, the board approved a recru recruiting and retention stipend so that our um, uh, staff is uh, receiving uh, a, a three-phase uh, stipend that adds up to a total of $1,500 over the year uh, where they get $500 uh, when they join us, $500 midway through the year, and then $500 as the end of that year approaches. Now, that's, of course, a, a, a one-time sort of thing, but we hope that that will uh, 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 serve to help uh, more uh, more people not only join us but stay with us. And then finally, our HR team is doing a great job reaching out and have conducted some job fairs uh, uh, recently to try and uh, attract additional people. So there's a lot going on. There's additional things that we we have in the plan uh, in the planning works, but uh, don't have final answers for yet. But we continue to uh, to do that work to try to make uh, make our um, our uh, positions more attractive to people. Definitely. And I am so glad that you brought up to the competition. I know you mentioned earlier with outside companies trying to recruit our employees and that adds a strain, but then also amongst other school districts. Um, speaking for myself personally, you know, I love what I do because I'm serving a school district and there's nothing in the world that could make me want to change that love and passion I have. And I think that's true, especially in a lot of our teachers and our classified staffs. And so then a lot of that um, big competition does come with other school districts. And it is always so nice and reassuring to know as an employee that our governing board, our business department, our upper level leadership is always advocating for those classified staff members that we do have the best benefits available to us. Um, if someone is looking for a job and they are eager to either work in food service or become a bus driver, what are some of the benefits outside of just salary and that stipend you mentioned of working and coming to work for Peoria Unified for these support staff? That's a great question, Sarah. And, and, and uh, you you mentioned your passion for working in a school district. And I, I, I have to say uh, right at the outset that 
one of the things that keeps all of us working uh, in public education is that we know what an important contribution it is that uh, our public education institutions are to society and, and certainly our local community. And so that's what keeps us coming back day after day after day. And it's important to note that uh, every one of our employees uh, feels that passion and that's why they stay with us when, when they can't. Uh, it, uh, sometimes it gets to the point where that's tough for people to, to pay the bills, pay the rent and all that. So that's why we're looking for those other compensatory things that I mentioned earlier. But I would uh, point out as well that uh, one of the great benefits of working in the, the school district, and I think it's important to note this because not all companies or even all governmental institutions offer the benefits that uh, the school district offers. So our, our uh, health insurance, for example, uh, is uh, second to none. Uh, there's a tremendous variety of programs that are available to meet the specific needs of our employees uh, for health insurance, both short and long-term and uh, short-term disability, long-term disability, uh, as well as things like health, uh, health savings accounts so that uh, 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 employees can have a structured way and a way that uh, helps with taxes for them to save money for their health care uh, needs. Um, and uh, the retirement system is also second to none. It's, it's a, a great program uh, that uh, if, if, a, if an individual wants to put in a career with the Pure Unified School District, I can say from personal experience as I'm about to retire, that the benefits that accrue to you are absolutely outstanding. It's a healthy program, and it's one that delivers great benefits to our employees once it, their time comes to, to retire and, and move on to their next career or their next uh, uh, part of their lives. So uh, those benefits certainly are, are tangible benefits that our employees uh, receive. And I think, I'll say it again, they're, they're uh, very competitive with just about any place you can work, including commercial companies. And of course, we offer the things that commercial companies offer as well. So our, uh, the uh, school district or our public sector version of a 401k that we call a 403b, it's the same kind of program, very healthy, very uh, positive returns on those investments. So all those things are available uh, to our team, as well as a whole array of services uh, that uh, are available to our employees to help them through difficult times if they're having health problems with their family or themselves, or they, uh, they're just having a, some sort of a crisis. There's all kinds of programs that they can uh, have access to that are very, very uh, beneficial that I think uh, are, are uh, better in, in many cases than other places offer. But I'm just gonna wrap this up by saying once again, that um, the, the opportunity to serve in public education is one that means a great deal to all of us. And it means a lot to me. I've been in public service now for 48 years. And um, uh, I've done that knowing that, gosh, you know, maybe I could have made some more money somewhere else. But no, this, there, there's nothing like public service and in particular service in public education. And so I think that that is a benefit that uh, sometimes we, we, we get busy about things and we forget about it. But uh, when we take a moment to reflect on it, it's one of the best benefits anybody can have, knowing that we're contributing to the education and the, the life skills that our, that our young people will carry into their, their careers and their futures. I could not agree with you more, John. Um, I think that is one of the 
best parts of working in public education. And I started off my college career at Kansas State University and our football coach had a saying that, you know, he came for the family and he stayed for the family atmosphere that was there at K-State. But that is something that I feel so deeply about Peoria Unified and that yeah, there are other opportunities that might look shinier, but at the end of the day, there is such a support system for any support staff, any teacher, any employee that is unparalleled and just pays dividends. Um, whether it is with mental health or just other things, it's such a great place to come and work and know that you're making a profound impact in the lives of those around you is just unparalleled. Um, I know you mentioned that you're retiring and as much as it has been a joy, to have you on the podcast. This is probably your last time here with us. Um, So I just want to take a moment to thank you for joining us today and for all of the work you've done to serve Peoria Unified in our families and our community for all of these years. And I hope you enjoy retirement immensely. Well, thank you, Sarah. And it's, uh, I'll just say that it's been my honor and my pleasure and my privilege to be able to serve all these years. Hello and welcome, Christina. We are so excited to have you here today on Trending Peoria to talk a little bit about your role as a support staff member. To start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the work you do for KidZone? Sure. Um, So I'm a wife and a mother of three. I have worked with KidZone since about two fifty. Um, 2015, and I was hired onto our leadership team as a facilitator at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, There are three facilitators within our team, and as a team, we oversee seven seven different sites in the Glendale area, um, but service nine schools in our district um, during the school year, and then over we also have um, a summer ed camp at three different sites during the summer. Um, as a facilitator, we handle um, things like registration and enrollment for students and families. Um, we also work very closely with our supervisors and associates on a daily basis to best support them um, with behavior and classroom management um, during the school year. We also work closely as a team with the campus staff to provide um, quality programming. That is amazing. And that is a lot of different kind of roles and hats you put on during the day. Um, And I know day to day, your job probably looks a little bit different, but what does an average day look like for you as a kid zone facilitator? Um, You are correct. Um, It really depends on the day. Um, Our program runs um, from 6 a.m. to the beginning of school and then at about 2.30, depending on when our schools get out, we have a few different, um, we have two different school schedules. So at the end of school to 6 p.m. And as a team, we have open and closing shifts to support the hours of our program. Um, I usually work the closing shift. Um, However, it can vary depending on if one of us is off. Um, My day starts with our office hours when I communicate via phone or email with parents regarding schedule changes or other matters. Um, During my office hours, I have a scheduled time to meet with our site teams at different parts of the month to discuss any goals or any feedback I may have. 
just to create a quality quality program or to kind of help them out with um, possibly um, certain students or behaviors that we're working with. Um, and then around two o'clock, I usually head out to our sites um, to check in to support our staff and students um, the best way I'm able to um, for the remaining of the day until about six or 5.30 or six. That is quite a long work day of just kind of going around and filling in where needed. Um, and like you said, it is, it's kind of a different little thing, but just kind of um, every day meeting those needs wherever they come up across that entire program. I know um, Kids Zone is one of our larger programs that we have here in Peoria Unified. Um, you mentioned that you started working with Kids Zone in about 2015. What initially drew you to working with the Kids Zone program? Um, so actually, I've worked in before and after school programs since 2005, actually, um, when I was going to ASU, I, um, you know, was kind of looking at a local listing and um, ended up finding a job working with the city of Tempe in a before and after school program. And so it worked really well with my school schedule at the time because it was a split shift. Um, and then when I became a mom, um, working the split schedule allowed me to be home with my young children for a good part of the day and then work at the same time. And then now that my kids are older, they are school age, um, most of them. It allows me to work with students their same age and then also relate to parents in some ways because I'm going through similar situations with my own kids. Definitely. And I, I think that's one of the best um, kind of strengths a lot of our uh, teachers and support staff and administrators who are also parents have is that ability to say, like, I know I'm in the same shoes as you. I get it. And that empathy that we're able to build. Um, and as you mentioned, you've been working with um, before and after school programs for years and years now. What right. is one of the most um, rewarding aspects to that? Like, what makes you continue to love doing your job every day? Um, just having the opportunity to work with students and families in a um, mostly non-academic environment. I mean, we do, um, you know, help the students with their homework. And um, we also do other activities that are somewhat academic, but they're not actually sitting in a classroom um, doing academic work the entire day. So it gives them the opportunity and us the opportunity to work them, to work with the students on a social and emotional area. And probably the most rewarding is to watch our students grow um, in those social and emotional areas. Definitely. And I think um, I know we had Ashley on the podcast, the director of Kids Zone previously, and she taught or talked a little bit about um, some of those activities you do and that play that you're able to facilitate, especially over summer during those ed camps um, yes. that when your students then come back, they don't maybe have that summer slide that you see as often and things like that because they're still applying their learning just in a new and fun way. Right, right. 
Well, thank you so much, Christina, for joining us. I won't keep you much longer because I know today is a very busy day with parent teacher conferences. But before I let you go, I just wanted to ask if there was anything else you wanted to share with our community about what you do with KidZone or just why you find working with students so rewarding and anything like that. Yes, the opportunity to be able to support our families and watch our staff develop their relationships with their students and families. That is so fun and so great. I think it's one of the really um, great parts too about KidZone because you are that before and after care. And then in winter, you're at the ed camps and summer you have your ed camps. And so just kind of having that different role where you're able to kind of come alongside our families and build and grow those relationships. Well, Christina, thank you so much for joining us and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. You as well. Trending Peoria is produced by Peoria Unified on a bi-weekly basis. A special thank you to our communications and public relations team, including Danielle Airy, Aaron Dunsey, Jacob Stanick, David Colley, Marquita Strunk, and Sarah Meredith. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter at Peoria Unified 11, on Facebook at Peoria School District. And to stay up to date on Trending Peoria, subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm.